And I'm going to show you that from the Word of God. We're going to take a journey through the Word of God, and I want to represent this concept of light versus darkness by using the Bible. I want you to see it time and time again. So I want, you to show, I want to show you how the beginning started, and we're going to call this tonight, The Light Has Come. But in the beginning, in Genesis, this is what it says. Have you ever thought about how God created the world and what you would do if you were going to create the world? What would you create first? Well, according to the word of God, this is what God did. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. The first thing God created and established in the world was light. Not humans, not animals, not land, but light. We often think that light rules the daytime, and darkness rules the nighttime, right? Like not right outside tonight, it's pitch black, it's, it's nighttime. So we think, well, darkness owns the night. But according to scripture, that's wrong. Because God gave light to rule both the daytime and the nighttime. And again, I want to show you this through scripture. If you keep going on in chapter 1 of Genesis, God said in verse 14, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. Light was separated from darkness as the very first thing. And light was given to this earth both to rule the daytime with the sun and to rule the nighttime with the moon and the stars. And light represents God. Light represents righteousness. Light represents goodness. And conversely, darkness represents evil and godlessness. In the, be in the beginning, God's created order established was to separate light from darkness and to let light rule over the darkness. Now, that's a very important foundation that we're going to come back to because good was designed to rule over evil. Oftentimes we fall into the trap that evil is winning, do we not? But God established that good would dominate evil. But as we know, Adam and Eve kind of ruined the party. They turned to evil and broke the direct commandment of God. And because of that, darkness blanketed the earth. For a season, and some of us experienced this recently, the lights went out. There was a massive spiritual blackout that affected all of us. Even today, sin and darkness characterize most of the known world. For several thousand years, darkness seemed to be winning. 
The light had all but faded away from our view, and darkness was now our home. But thankfully, that's not the end of the story. Because light was going to come to the earth again. Light was going to come and change the course of our destiny forever. Look at what it says in John. John chapter 1, starting in verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, excuse me, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and listen to this phrase, and the darkness has not overcome it. It had appeared that darkness had chased the light away from the earth, and that darkness was now ruling the earth. But as we recall, just as he did when God created the world, God sent light to this earth to rule over the darkness. As much momentum as darkness had upon the earth for a time, it was always going to lose to the light. Light rules the darkness. And here we discover that this light has a name. According to John chapter 1, his name is the Word. And the Word was in the beginning with God. And the Word was God. The Word was our Creator. And the Word was the light of men. And not only did the Word create the world, but he was coming to the earth to put darkness in its rightful place, behind and below the light of God. See, mankind had groped around in the darkness for long enough. We did. It was time for a lamp, a mighty, powerful lamp to guide our way. Look at what it says in Psalm 119, verses 105. It says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The world was blanketed in darkness, but the word was coming to shed light upon our feet and upon our path. The light was going to defeat the darkness once again. We did not need to fear the darkness. The darkness needed to fear the light. In Psalm 27.1, the psalmist says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The light was coming into the world. And the only ones who needed to fear was the darkness and those who were content to walk in the darkness. God is the creator of the world, and God is the light of the world. And when light comes onto the scene, darkness has to run away and hide. Because the light rules the darkness. In 1 John chapter 1, it says this, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. You see, darkness had stained our hearts with sin. Our hearts were filthy with sin. But thankfully, light was coming to cleanse those darkened hearts and to wash them whiter than snow. In Psalm 51.7, it 
I don't have that one. In Psalm 51.7, it says this, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. See, light had defeated darkness in the beginning, and light was going to defeat the darkness again. Our hearts were stained with darkness, but light was coming to chase the darkness away. And the only question is this, when would the light come, and what would he look like when he did Perhaps the darkness would run away at the first sight of light. Or perhaps it would put up its dukes and fight for control of the world. Now we're going to read the Christmas account from, from Matthew, chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired from them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, a star, the star that they had seen when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. You see, the darkness was threatened by the light. Satan panicked, and he sent King Herod on a mission. Satan knew he was in trouble because the light had come to the earth. And it had to stop the light from coming into the world, otherwise darkness might lose its grip on humanity. Darkness had to try to stop the light before the light could shine upon mankind. And darkness tried really, really hard. We sing about Silent Night, do we not? It was all but silent on that night. Darkness was trying to suffocate the light. You see, but nothing can stop the light when the light is determined to shine. Nothing. And the night that light was born upon the earth in a manger in Bethlehem, a star of light shone brightly in the pitch black night sky to prove to all who witnessed it that the light had come to the earth and darkness could do nothing to stop it. The star of Bethlehem lit the pathway for the wise men to find the light of the world. Now, lighting a path in the darkness is one thing, but giving light to those who were enslaved to darkness is quite another thing. But you see, this light was not just content with coming into the world. No, he had to set the captives free from the darkness. He came to offer those in darkness a chance at eternal life. Jesus speaking in John 8 says this, 
Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Darkness had owned humanity for so long. But suddenly on one night, a child was born. And darkness began to lose that grip upon the world. Because the light was here. And there was nothing the darkness could do to stop it. Except to try to convince those who saw the light that it was nothing more than a mirage. But of course it was an exercise in futility because nothing can hide the true light when it's determined to shine. Yes, you can try to suppress the light, but eventually the light will shine upon the darkness. And once the light begins to shine, the darkness will run away just like it did in the beginning. See, light was turning the tables on the darkness. People were coming out of the darkness. And those who come out of the darkness become vessels of light, just as my sister shared. She's a vessel of light in Germany. And those vessels of light have a powerful privilege and responsibility to shine that light upon this dark world. Because light is the present this world needs. And those who have it must let others know where to find it. Jesus in Matthew 5 said this, You, speaking to his people, his followers, you are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. God is light, and his name is the Word. But 2,000 years ago, the light was given a new name. His name is Jesus, and he is the Savior of the world. He is the light of life. And those who have the light are very familiar with this Jesus because he is the one who chased the darkness away in their souls by his very presence. This Jesus has cleansed our sins, has overtaken our darkness, and is now the sole ruler of our lives because darkness has no ownership over us anymore. And just as the light was not content with only appearing, it had to be given to those in darkness once we receive the light, those in darkness can live again and can shine again. And I believe there are many vessels of light in this room tonight. We're called Christians, or little Christs. We are vessels of his light. And just as the moon has no light source of its own, we do not profess to have any light source of our own. As vessels, we simply reflect, reflect the brilliance of the light of Jesus Christ. And just like the moon can light up the dark night sky, true followers of Jesus can light up this darkened world simply by shining his brilliant light. No doubt there are still some who dwell in darkness today. In fact, it's likely that there's some in darkness sitting amongst us tonight. And the only cure for a darkened soul is the light of Jesus to shine abroad in their, in their hearts and their souls. Just like the star of Bethlehem guided the wise men to the Christ child, it is our prayer tonight 
that the light of Jesus would guide a few lost ships home to find forgiveness, cleansing, and salvation that only Jesus can offer. And if you are one of those souls tonight still in darkness, light is calling you home this very night. Don't let darkness deceive you into thinking that you have to stay under its control any longer. The light came to set you free. And when the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus came to defeat the darkness for good and to receive the light. You simply need to stand up, walk out from the darkness and into the light of Christ because Jesus is the one who stated himself, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you need the light of Jesus tonight, please come speak to us. This is why we do this. Or you can go to Jesus directly, and you can ask him to guide you home into his loving arms of forgiveness and salvation. Because according to Romans chapter 10, verse 13, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The light is the Christmas present that God gave to this world. And so what we're going to do now is light our candles. We're going to pass light around the room, just as my sister said. And as we light, we're going to sing about the light of God. So Christy, I'm going to ask you to come up and, and simply start the lighting process. We're going to ask you, once you get your light, to simply pass it on to your neighbor without setting a fire, if you can. <laughs> and as we do that, as we get the light started, we're going to sing a couple songs, Christmas songs, about the light of God. And that's how we'll close tonight. <laughs>